Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Inside Access with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 105.7 The Fan. Orioles lose last night 3-1. to one. They're back in action tonight at 7. Baltimore Baseball tonight. Bob Haney, Ryan Ripken live at Pickles at 6 o'clock. But let's talk some Orioles now as we go out to the Ashley Furcher guest hotline. Nathan Ruiz covers the O's for the Baltimore Sun, and he joins us now. And, Nathan, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. I think a lot of us were waiting to see today's lineup against a right-handed pitcher to see if Jordan Westbrook would be in it. He's batting eighth in at third base. Were you surprised to see him in the lineup? Uh, not surprised. You know, like you mentioned, it was something that I was on the lookout for, too, it, uh, obviously, he's a guy who, when you look at the way that Brandon Hyde has handled other prospects, the Orioles at large have handled most other prospects who've come up. They've kind of been into those platoon roles. Taryn Bobber and Kyle Sowers, a couple of left-handed hitters. Joey Ortiz, a right-handed hitter, have both been, or all three of them, kind of been slotted into platoon-type situations, only facing opposite-handed pitchers. You look at Jordan Westberg's career minor league numbers, usually perform better in, in right-on-right matchups this season in AAA. Had an OPS 350 points higher against right-handed pitchers than he did left-handed pitchers. Now, there, obviously, there are some other circumstances there. You know, left-handers in AAA are different than major league left-handers. Uh, you know, there's, there's other cases there with, you know, the quantity of, of left-handed pitchers you see as well as the quality. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's a good sign. You look at his quality of the bats these first two games against some right-handed relievers as well. Uh, just played really good baseball so far, shown the type of player he, he showed himself to be in the minors and, and is obviously off to a great start to his major league career. Nathan, am I crazy to think it, it just go to the hype video? If you get a hype <laughs> video, you play every day. Gunner hype video, Adley hype video, and now Jordan hype video. No hype video for Westbrook, Stowers, or Ortiz. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I guess that is a good way to distinct <laughs> it. Uh, you know, I, I think this is something I was really curious about. Both Westbrook and Kowser were two guys who I was fascinated by when they were in the minors, because you look at, you have Henderson and, and Rutschman, who are number one overall prospects. Obviously, when they get called up, they're going to play every day. And then you look at those other guys, the Ortizes, the Vavras, the Sowers, they're borderline top 100 guys, maybe not even in the top 100 overall. And, and, and then it becomes a different situation. You're talking about a different level of player. And then you have the Colton Cowsers, the Jordan Westbergs, who kind of fall in that you know 30 to 50 range. Obviously, Cowsers gotten a little higher than that now, but uh, these guys who maybe aren't a, a clear-cut number one guy and and obviously, you look at Westberg now, at least through three games, getting the opportunity to be an everyday guy, got himself a hype video, and he's in the lineup for three straight games. <laughs> Let's go to last night's game, Nathan. Tyler Wells, tough luck loss. He went six innings, just two earned runs. The He continues to give up homers, but he's still got the best whip in baseball. What did you think of Wells last night? Yeah, it's just more of what we've seen from him. You look at his 15 starts now, eight of them have lasted at least six innings. He's gone at least five innings in all 16 of his outings. 
and that's something that only other, you know, I think four or five other pitchers in all of the majors can say. Been extremely consistent for the Orioles. You look at what he was last year in the first half. He was Baltimore's most consistent starter while facing innings restrictions, pitch restrictions, and his outings coming off Tommy John, the last season with the pandemic. Uh, his years are a Rule 5 reliever. And, and now that he, the leash is kind of off, he's, he's been a great pitcher for them, completely consistent. Obviously, the home runs are really kind of the one wart in his season, but more often than not, they come with no one on base because he really doesn't allow a lot of base runners in general. Like you mentioned, you know, Major League Leader and Whip. Uh, he, he's been great, you know, and I think when Brandon Hyde said it, he, you know, has him on the all-star team, I think he definitely would be deserving of that honor. He's pitched like an all-star for the most part. Obviously, other factors play a role in that, uh, you know, what other teams need, uh, you know, the other pitchers around the league. But, but Tyler Wells is off to a great start to the season. Brandon Hyde said today, you know, it'd be great to see him do that 33, 34 times a year. Uh, and, you know, the Orioles are going to give him the chance to do that. The leash is kind of off for him. And, and from what we've seen, he's earned that, earned that right. We're talking to Nathan Ruiz. He covers the O's for the Baltimore Sun. It's inside access here on the fan. Nathan, were, were you surprised? Like, Gunnar Henderson last night against Abbott really struggled. He couldn't catch up to the fastball, had trouble seeing the breaking ball, and then he gets one at bat against a right. He crushes a double to the gap. We were talking about the fact if you were going to start him, they had two straight lefties. Why not start him against the mediocre lefty in the first game and sit him against Abbott? Were, did, am I crazy? Yeah, I'm sure that, you know, there's something that they saw matchup-wise that they liked. Obviously, it didn't pan out. Uh, you know, I actually talked to Gunnar a bit today about just kind of facing left-handed pitchers in general. And like I was saying with Westberg, uh, you know, the quality, the quantity of left-handed pitching you see in the minor leagues is going to be a lot different than what you're seeing in the majors. Obviously, Abbott's a guy who, who's only making his fifth major league start, but a, a really talented arm. You know, those kind of guys are going to kind of rise to the top pretty quickly, pretty effectively. And uh, that's going to happen. You know, these guys are going to make their adjustments. Gunnar Henderson hasn't gotten a ton of opportunities against left-handed pitching. Obviously, the numbers aren't really there. But, you know, I think he's a guy who's confident in himself, and that's the reason that he's here as a 21-year-old. And he believes in his ability to have as much of an impact against left-handed pitching as he does against right-handed pitching. So uh, in terms of the particular machinations of each night's lineup, I'm sure the Orioles saw something that they liked. What in particular that is, I'm not sure. <laughs> but didn't pan out for them last night. But, uh, you know, I'm sure that at a point, you know, when Gunnar Henderson's in there against left-handed, it'll make a big impact for them. Cedric Mullins had a multi-hit game Monday, not in the lineup. Yesterday, back in the lineup uh, tonight uh, in the leadoff spot. I know it's only been a few games, very small sample size, but what have you thought of Cedric and his return from the I.L.? Yeah, for the most part, it looks like himself, uh, which is great to see. Obviously, they needed him at the top of the lineup. Uh, you know, they played really well without him, went 11-9. and uh, Not world, you know, not, not out there tearing the world apart, but they are above 500 in that. They went about 500 in that stretch which I think is, is a lot more than people probably expected when you see Cedric pull up, run down to first base uh, in late May. And so uh, I think he's largely returned to the player he was out in center field. Uh, you know, we haven't seen him run too much. Obviously, I think he does have some, uh, you know, there's going to be, I think, some mental hesitation anytime you experience something like that. But he's himself, and, and that's really all the Orioles can ask for. Nathan, are, are we to the point now that where we we have no idea when Ryan Mountcastle is going to be back? Is 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 it like are we thinking? And obviously we don't know, but just your, your best guess is this an after the All Star break kind of thing now? Yeah, it's tough to say. Obviously, they have a limit on on the uh, rehab assignment, the length of that, only you know a certain amount of time that he can be in that situation. They want him to get right. You know, they're not in, they're not in a a hurry in a rush to get him back. Ryan O'Hearn has played great. I think they like what they're getting out of Ramon Arias as a right-handed first-base option. I have Anthony Santander in that role as well. Um, you know, they want Ryan Mountcastle to be the best version of himself, or at least a version of himself that isn't uh, struggling the way he did to start his rehab assignment, struggling the way he was before he landed on the I.O. when he was possibly, in Brandon Hyde's words, 
you know, dealing with this vertigo situation um, even before he was starting out to be out of the lineup for a few days. So, yeah, I think, you know, they, they have some flexibility. There is a deadline to an extent. But the most important thing for them is, you know, getting him right. And, and I think it's worth remembering as well that they do have options with him. He is an optional player. Um, you know, I'm not speaking in terms of the Orioles thinking by any means because there's still time left to sort this out. But if the situation gets to a point where they, you know, don't feel comfortable and don't think he's ready, then that's something they may do if they may see that there's something else. And we saw it with Dylan Tate for his rehab assignment wrapped up, and they found another medical situation he remained on the injured list. And so Brian Mountcastle could end up experiencing the same thing, or, you know, things could just click and he could start, you know, tearing up AAA pitching this week and, and suddenly put himself in a position to be back. And I think a lot of it's just based on how he's feeling, what he's, how he's performing. And I think it's way too soon to say whether it will be, you know, by the end of this week or not until the second half. You mentioned Dylan Tate. Do you have any update on the pitchers, Dylan Tate, Michael Givens, John Means? Uh, John Means was thrown on the field earlier today, which is always a good sign. Uh, he's playing catch, getting back towards it. Uh, Brent Hyde said today that Michael Givens and Dylan Tate are still in that kind of reevaluation process. The Orioles have been kind of coy on what necessarily that entails or what the reasoning is for that. But, yeah, not necessarily any big updates uh, on those fronts. Nathan Ruiz covers the O's for the Baltimore Sun. Nathan, great as always, man. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 